0: The reading is from St. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 1, beginning at verse 1. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there with her colt by her. Untie them and bring them to me. If anyone says anything to you, say that the Lord needs them, and he will send them right away. This took place to fulfil what was spoken through the prophet. Say to daughter of Zion, See your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey, and on a colt, the foal of a donkey. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest heaven. When Jesus entered Jerusalem, the whole city was stirred and asked, Who is this? The crowds answered, This is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. This is the word of the Lord.
1: Thank you, David. Let's just pray. Heavenly Father, as we come to your word, we ask that you would uh, open it afresh to us. A well-known story, in a sense, a well-worn path. But come to us again. Set us on fire with love for you because we encounter you in a different way Amen Well it is a a story that we have come across many times before at least once a year I suspect Um, if not more Uh, uh, but it's a confusing story uh, and I don't know about you I don't know if you have confusing situations it seems to be a daily experience for me Uh, perhaps I'm just not very uh, clear thinking Um, but sometimes I want to shake people I'm with and just sort of say to them, just tell me what you mean but they don't they seem to talk in code life is not straightforward Uh, and the passage this morning is one of those situations where what is said is very different from what is being done. It's a bit like, uh, if I could give you a different example, uh, uh, I work in London, I'm out quite a lot in the evenings, uh, and if I do go home, rather than stay in London, uh, I get home quite late. So, on the Saturday morning, a friend rings and says, would you like a game of golf? Good news! So, I approach Marion and say, uh, Fergus asked me for a game of golf, what do you think? And there's a pause. And then she says, yes, that would be nice. Now, what is more important in that sentence? Is it what she says? Or is it what she does? Now, for me, it's what she says. <laughs> and I'm wrong. <laughs> it's what she does. It's not uh, perhaps a question of, this is, perhaps I should say, this is more a question of do as I say, not as I do. Uh, But the pause is the important bit. Because here we have Jesus coming into uh, Jerusalem. Massive pomp and ceremony. A complete declaration of his arrival. Uh, And up until now, of course, he's been very private about whom he is, and what he's about. But not here. He's in Jerusalem, obviously, for the Passover meal. He's walked from Galilee, he stops in Bethphage, and he tells the disciples to go uh, and find the donkey, uh, or in Matthew, uh, we find that it's a donkey and a colt, we'll come back to that, uh, on which to ride into the city. Much cheering, much shouting, they lay down palms, they put their their clothes on the donkey and on the road, Uh, they shout Hosanna, which comes from uh, Psalm 118, and they chant the line, Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Now, none of that is, is in a sense, unusual, uh, at least the chanting, uh, because apparently all the religious ceremonies at the time, they used to chant certain things and and shout out. uh, And this had become a bit of a, a refrain. This was their song, Uh, And actually riding into a city equally was not that uncommon. Uh, If you had been victorious in war, the general would always ride back into the city on his horse, uh, sword held high in his right hand, his right hand being that symbol of power. So he has stature and dominance. Dominance at the birth of Jesus we read in in Matthew 2 verse 3 that the whole of Jerusalem is troubled and now we see that the whole uh, city is stirred I don't know if that's anticipation I don't know if that's excitement I don't know if that's uh, concern but this was the person that they'd uh, heard about they might even have seen him before and here he is coming into uh, the city. And it reaches that crescendo in verse 10 and 11 when they say, who is this man? They're so, you know, we need to know, who is it? And the answer comes back, oh, that's Jesus of of Nazareth. So that's what happened. That's what was said. So what are we missing what is so uh, different or exciting about this? Well let's wind back right back to the beginning, because this is something which actually comes out of Zechariah, chapter nine <coughs> verses <coughs> excuse me, nine and 10. It was written there that the king would come on a donkey, even the colt, of a donkey. Now Matthew is the only gospel writer actually to mention the two animals. Most of them just say comes on a donkey. but um, uh, Matthew specifies these two. And quite naturally, uh, if you're on a, a, a foal or a colt, then you would probably need the mother there as well, because this animal had not been ridden before. With all that noise, it would have been quite nervous. So Matthew, I think, makes a very logical point. And it places it very sensibly uh, and very sort of realistically uh, in history. But that's not really the point. The point is that this is a donkey and it's not a horse. Now, we think of donkeys as lowly, rather stupid animals. I have to say, in biblical times, the donkey was almost the top that you could achieve. The only people riding donkeys were royalty or rabbis not the generals the generals needed stature and dominance they needed power whereas royalty comes in humility because they've got nothing to claim it is theirs by right and that's what Jesus is doing on a donkey he's saying I am royalty I am your king And then we have the laying down of the palms and the clothes and and that was usually apparently a symbol of following. I will follow you. You can walk uh, this way over something that I have prepared. So the crowd is giving themselves to follow this new way. Uh, And the words are interesting as well. It may well have become a popular chant but Hosanna translates it translates into, save us. Save us. So that's what they're shouting as their king comes into the city, they're shouting, please, save us. Save now. They may well have been thinking that it was to save us from the Romans, but of course, they needed to be saved from themselves, from their lostness. And Matthew emphasises uh, that quote from Zechariah. Your king comes to you, gentle and riding on a donkey. Gentle or meek or humble. This is not a, a, a king. This is, sorry, this is a king, a royal person, taking what is his, not claiming something which was somebody else's. I also find it interesting that being a prophecy, this was supposed to happen. Do you think that Jesus, having walked all the way from Galilee to Bethpage, had then got a bit tired and thought, I could do with a ride the last couple of miles? Or do you think it was to fulfil a prophecy? Do you think he sent his disciples off not knowing whether there would be a donkey there? Or did he send them off to prepare the upper room without knowing there would be an upper room for him to share that last meal? Is it pre prepared or is it a proclamation of his lordship? I can't give you a definitive answer, but I know what I believe. This was someone fulfilling their destiny fulfilling their purpose all the way through the gospels we have been reading that he had come in order to die why would it be any different now so he has come to a route that he knew it was marked out for him even to death he was fulfilling the purpose for which he had been born so the entry into the city is not uh, the conclusion of a successful uh, you know, war or campaign of any description. It is the beginning. It is the beginning of an open door. A different perspective. A different way of life. A different hope. A hope that actually is for us. Jesus is saying, I have come to fulfil my destiny so that you can fulfil yours. And your destiny is wrapped up in me. Because the path that you should walk is the path that I have prepared for you. And in the Palm Sunday message, the beginning of this uh, just sort of living out his destiny is beginning to unfurl. This is not the end of his ministry. This is the beginning of ours because he is still with us. so when we reach that crescendo which was verse 10 who is this? and they answer it's Jesus of Nazareth they define him by his name and they've only got part way to the truth because you can't define Jesus by just his name you have to define him by whom he is and he is God and they've missed the very point that he was trying to show them because all that was said, all the cheering, and bear in mind that these people were rather fickle, five days later they're shouting crucify or at least some of them are but Jesus is just revealing himself asking them to see him for whom he he is so three questions just to ask ourselves how we see this Palm Sunday the first is do we see what God is doing and all around us you know on the day like today it may be that much easier when the sun is shining and the flowers look fantastic and we feel good about the world but actually when you're teaching in school tomorrow or if you're on the train and it's still dark because you've had to get up early or you've been making that uh, cake for the, the you know, coffee on the green and it's gone wrong for the second time. Do we see God at work? Well, let's turn that round. Where do we see God at work? Because he is at work. And sometimes we, we look at the surface things. We hear the words, but we fail to see what God is doing. So then secondly, what do we recognise God is calling us to? Because he is calling each one of us. This Easter week opens a door. It opens the door to a new relationship. Or really, I suppose, a finding of an old relationship. We can find our way back to God. So this is a new beginning. And we're being called to walk through that door into the ways that God has called us. But where is He calling us? It doesn't matter how uh, old we are, how young we are male, female, slave, free, Jew, Greek it doesn't matter. God calls each one of us. And we need to stick to our calling. Not change five days later. So do we see what God is doing? Do we recognize His calling, and lastly, do we get excited? Are you excited It's about Palm Sunday? Easter week ahead of us? The world changed the moment Jesus was born, and this is the culmination of His ministry with us. This is the new beginning. Do we really recognise? I know with hindsight we can in a way that they probably didn't at the time. But do we? Do we really appreciate who God is and what that means to us? Let's get excited that it's Easter week. Excited again that we can celebrate his presence with us. A presence that will never leave and is with us day by day. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you that you came in that way on Palm Sunday. That you said so much more than was just shouted and cheered at the time. You revealed yourself. You revealed yourself as God, as Saviour, as the fulfilment of prophecy. Help us to be excited. Help us to recognise that you have called us and to walk in that path as you did. And help us to see clearly your person, your presence, your power and your purpose for us. Lord, we lay ourselves before you that you may lead us now. We thank you for speaking to us and ask that you would change our hearts for your sake. Amen.